Discover new mind and body hacks to thrive as a human today. The Institute for Aliveness is here to teach you all the things you never learned in school. From talking poop, sex, childhood trauma, emotional intelligence, psychedelics, and of course, fasting and food. This is a podcast that changes lives. Join your host, Dr. Andrea Page, as she travels seven continents to find the most captivating, impactful humans for you. Talked about healing on a sexual level, but we've never really gone off the edge and gotten into specifics. So whereas we're still, you know, only edging towards the deep end in this conversation, I invite Jennifer Pipolo, Tifa faculty here to talk with me about sexuality and really the modern man's plight, how perhaps disembodied we are, the ways in which we can tell how embodied we are or not, and definite practices for a path to evolution. And so uh, whomever you are, especially if you're a tantra teacher, (laughs) no, whatever kind of experience you have as a modern human today, my guess is that you were never actually Um, opened into a space where you could talk about sex and sexuality in the framework of evolution. And so please listen in, lean in to the discomfort perhaps that's brought up within you over the next hour's conversation. Know that this was originally recorded live as part of our weekly office hours for the TIFA 18-month Masters of Science in Applied Epigenetics students, and that we are sharing this uh, with love with you because we know that this will indeed deeply help uh, part of humanity. So enjoy. Uh, You're welcome to follow up with Jennifer after uh, the interview. She does do private sessions from her home in Tuscany, uh, and she also has retreats all around the world, as well as being uh, our lead one-on-one practitioner who works with students in the 18-month program to lean into the depth of looking at early childhood trauma, which we all have, and working with that and seeing where somatically it's stored in our body and how it's affecting things like our interpersonal relationships at every level, including the sexual. And so Jenny has a women's sexuality course starting on the 13th of October this year, 2022, that I really hope that uh, if you're a female-bodied individual, that you join. Yeah. Because there's no time like now to lean into these places inside of ourselves that we've been running away from. Wow, hot topic. Uh, There's our Tasmanian woman here. Very, very late for you, probably. Mm, Thank you for joining. (laughs) And taking the time to open up for this such a... Uh, essential part of ourselves and uh, I mean we've been born for sex (laughs) and we still have no clue what's it all about (laughs) so many times can't you agree (laughs) what is there moving between our legs (laughs) what is there like sparring in our heart and our mind to be grasped upon when we are uh, when we are feeling into our expansion as sexual beings. So I guess we'll address a few topics today and a few questions that uh, could embrace a bit uh, what we are having here 
and uh, yeah, and then I'll see we, what time we have if, if there's some just moving in with a few questions or so. Let's see where we go with that. And if Andy has some input or thoughts and so, um, yeah, so happy to, to be joining with her on that as well. So, so glad Jenny to have you here and to yeah as as Tifa does uh, tickle the taboo and talk about these topics um, that are either often avoided or as I've seen a lot today and and perhaps some of you watching have um, interfaced with that there's lots of people talking about sex from like a full-on angle whether that's um more tantric and variety or um yeah a bit more um aggressive as if there's something to do and uh a lot of the approach that um tifa's taken over the past two plus years is is a softer one where it's like oh no actually what is the non doing mm. um, and what's there and so I guess I'd like to just tone this discussion first today by um bringing up the fact that um this isn't about necessarily interaction right mm. as much as it is about presence with self mm. right? that your sex has a lot more to do with you and you than it does with you and another person um yeah so thank you for this introduction this is so crucial and it is such a um, exploration of what our energy is and how we are encountering that energy and and discovering ourselves through that energy more than how and what position to take in bed <laughs> and find a satisfaction that we never find through that because that satisfaction is not a satisfaction at all so and that i mean i think leads us well into like the first topic and how how are we what is the state of 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 the knowingness of sexuality around the world right now and how do what well, from my perspective what is is out there that is understood already and ingrained in the collective and what is still to be uncovered. And for sure, I can introduce the topic by saying there's a lot to be uncovered. <laughs> there's a lot to be known and felt and witnessed and experienced. Uh, and I, at least from where I am today, my relationship to, to, to sexuality, for sure, what I receive collectively as a feedback on what sexuality is we are as we know in tifa so much behind because sexuality is about body and about spirit merging and <laughs> that's all what is tifa about of it you know getting that into our system in a in a, in a very experiential way and from there unfold and come to awareness and what I perceive now, where we are right now, we have been, after the, the openings of the 60s and the 70s and so-called free sexuality movement um, that has pushed certain, certain old conditionings aside, uh, society has basically come to uh, uh, 
starting to get to terms <laughs> that we have this power, that it's not just something that is ingrained for reproductive um, endings, outcomes. And all of a sudden, um, there's this quest all around the world, what do I do with that? And how am I standing there? And what is happening with me in there? And like the individual uh, question is, wow, here's something that should feel so liberating and empowering and good and, and blissful. And where am I with that? Most of the time it feels either yucky or difficult, or it brings me into despair, or I don't feel it even at all. So there's this strong um, coming to opening our eyes with, with what are we dealing with? And for sure, the issue of boundaries and consent is becoming to the forefront alone, just with the Me Too movement. So that is starting to come into the conversation. But whatever is connected to embodying and what our sexual life force energy is really about, that is still to be discovered collectively. The good thing is that many mm, researchers and many seekers have started to push into the unknown and find out, finding out through you know, various experiences and also various new techniques that are, are arising that there is a, a whole new dimension to open up for us as human beings, as a sexual human being. And that's for sure where we with Tifa stand, like to push those boundaries. Uh, that are those of our limitations and to hold full in our boundaries of who we are and what we want and what we desire. So what I also see is that, um, and that is what you introduced Andy a moment ago, it's, it's coming, it's still not there collectively, but it's coming in more and more so to ask ourselves, how do we relate and how can I relate to it exclusively with me and me. And that has been also pushed a lot by the awakening of, an, of a feminine in the, around the world. So that um, repressive connection to sexuality that has been going on through patriarchy for so many decades or, thousands, or hundreds of years is coming to a slow but steady transformation into, okay, the moment I start to deal with the fact, aha, here's this, it doesn't feel good at all, or it's sometimes good, most of the times bad, or, or I don't even know what it is, or I've never done it, and all that stuff, like, it starts to become related to the self. And in that, many thousands are starting to ask their questions, okay, is it really so much in connection to the other? Is it really so much in connection to my partner or to that lover or to that husband, or which was my second husband and the third husband? It's, it's already still, again, the same problem. So uh, I feel that we are on the brink of jumping into the field collectively. Aha. 
we have is life force energy. And it's about us exploring and um, embodying it. And so if you're embodying, what does it mean? What does it mean to sense and not imagine sex? What does it mean to feel it in the body and not connect in sex just for a story that I project onto the other? Or that I want to live because I've been uh, dreaming of all of my life to find the, blue, the pr crown prince because I've been primed to find as a woman that there's a crown prince out there somewhere, which is my soulmate, which is the only one that will ever understand me. And all of a sudden, that's the only thing I am connected to being aroused through when I feel and think that, or when I think that he's the crown prince, then I can be awakened sexually and then now it, it works. So, yeah, that's a bit uh, about the special moment that we are in and we at FIFA for sure it always are ones to ask those questions and to bring us a step ahead or 20 steps ahead into jumping into from the beginning here. Okay, how does it, how does it make, make us discover reality more? Mm. And that's, I think, the big question. How does sex make us discover reality more? And how does it have to do only with me and me or with me and a tree <laughs> or me and the stars? <laughs> And not per se the woman that looks like I want to have a woman look or the man that looks like how I want to have a, a man look. So that's, I think, one of the first, um, yeah, points here. Mm, I'd love to also kind of um, put the historical context in place that you brought up from the 60s. Um, there's so much that's being recaptured today in modern humanity um, from the psychedelic renaissance mm. to um, a return to other forms of research academically mm -hmm. you know, that, that we'd abandoned uh, for the sake of whether it be pharmaceutical indoctrination or a sense of something more on the physical, coming into metaphysical research. And uh, all of us have seen this merge between science and spirituality and this, this mirroring almost that people from either world are understanding that, oh, actually there's a lot more similarity here than there is difference. Mm. And when we come into the human body and the experience of root baseline creativity, mm. And that's really what sexuality is. And those of you familiar, which I'm sure is all of you, with the chakra system, right? this lies in our second chakra. But there's this sense of drumming up, this drumming up nature of our liveness mm -hmm. right? from that sexual force. As Jenny said before, we were all born through sexuality, and yet it's something that's so deeply denied in most cultures around the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. And... Um, whereas this, I wouldn't say it's necessarily an awakening as much as it is a reclamation it is happening at different speeds around the world with different cultures. Um, it is something that is aligned with our personal sovereignty movement. And so when you speak about 
um, in the wake of Me Too, or when you speak about personal boundaries and these things coming up um, more than they ever have, the consent culture, they're coming up as a response to that which has been treaded upon. And so the heartbeat, as you guys very well know, of what we do at TIFA is a sense of agency. Agency, sovereignty, becoming your own doctor, becoming your own sex therapist, in a way. Becoming your own guru through your own experience, through truly mindful awareness of your own experience. And what that requires is the meta-awareness. Whereas you're having the experience, you're able to breathe into awareness of having the experience. And so Jetty said before that the sexual experience, um, it, you know, it, it lies in the realms of body and spirit so much, so deeply. And I would say, what if the mind were used not for fear, you know, not for reproduction of trauma patterns, whether it's Am I worthy? Am I good enough? Right? Is the other person happy with me? All of these kinds of things, which you might be able to feel into if all of you were to think about your personal sex inventory. (laughs) Who were you as you were showing up in each encounter, whether alone or with another? What was the mental setting? What were you primed to? And a lot of the other... um, techniques or like vehicles of um, thought and awareness that we use in Tifa, the muscles that we flex when we say, oh, what was that like in the first seven years of my life? What was my exposure? All of you now can think about when was the first time that you understood that there was something called sex? What was the first time that you asked your parents, where do babies come from? What was your first exposure to sexual interaction? You can write it in the chat, comment, Mm -hmm. if you want, yeah. Might be interesting to see other people's feedback around the world. And it might be liberating to share your own to do this work in community where it's like, okay, this is stuff that's so deeply personal that normally I totally hide and never talk about. And yet I'm going to jump off the ledge and tickle the taboo a bit and interact with others. Mm-hmm. So I see some of you moving, moving towards the typeface. <laughs> Yeah, what was that first time? These foundational awareness pieces, like this is you delving deep into your psyche. This is you figuring out Mm. what this means. Yeah. Mm, Unity. Mm. Mm, And so Mark is going to keep keep a tab as well on um, all of the questions that we're bringing up. Um, that can be writing prompts for you later. I mm-hmm. you to really sit with this because this isn't work that we can do in an hour. <laughs> Absolutely not. Work <laughs> that will, we can start to instigate in an hour, but this is work that will take your lifetime. 
And the beautiful part about doing it now for the 2022 class, at least, that more or less, give or take the beginning of spirit semester is that this is where we end. Month 12 is bioenergetics. Yeah. And of course, we end the spirit process coming back into body, coming back into the electrical fusion point, as Jenny had said, between body and spirit. And so it'll be, you know, a semester to get there. But as, as it is, are you sitting with yourself? Are you experimenting being in new ways? And that doesn't mean going out and doing anything. Specifically, what that means is being with yourself anew. Hmm? And also, um, isn't it, I mean, many of you have kids, <laughs> or a few at least, and as Andy was saying, when was it the first time that you encountered this energy? You know, how was it? Was it physical or was it, uh, which is the first moment that you recall when you were asking how the bees come into and go into the flower, for instance? Was it more for nature? Was it more for a physical experience that is coming out now in your body? And it's like nudity, Kim was saying, like she felt the first time was, okay, I'm, I'm feeling naked and I'm... All of a sudden, I'm aware that I'm naked before I was never aware that I was naked because it was just how I was. So that's also an interesting thing to reflect upon. Like when the first thing that comes up inside of you and you remember that, what, what kind of imagery, where, where does it come from? Like, do you remember the first time that you have a, had an orgasmic wave? Perhaps you were like four and you were masturbating at the, at the chair <laughs> between at the, at the table. I mean, I have so many encounters with my cousins. And <laughs> now that Carway is seeing with my cousin, my cousin, she loved to masturbate. She was four or five. She would rub herself or her yoni on, on the table while we were like hanging out and so forth. And just later on, I reflected that was masturbation, you know, and for me it was just natural. And she would just was something that she liked to do in this way. And she just needed table chairs or, <laughs> and so, so what comes up as a first moment and how does it, you know, that says a lot of, of, of how it is ingrained in your system. And then going on to the next awesome area, um, which I'm not the specialist on, but what is the difference between men and women? So that would be even since we have a few men in the, in the, in the, crowd here and we have you like what what that would be interesting i mean in a in a in a collective discovery here is there a pattern of what you guys felt and remember at first and if if, if we women have something so, that is a is a line more that comes out now in our sharings here and so i want to also um mention a few things one is that we're live streaming this for the first time so um we won't mention your name and we will keep your sharing to the last 15 minutes when we stop live streaming um so just jenny and i will present now um and that which is in the chat is only within us um and people later can comment on their own oh we get a novel Love yeah um, <laughs> so um <laughs> 
everyone comes closer to the screen. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, is, isn't that ticklish and isn't that life force energy like that yeah. curiosity to go in and see? Isn't that also what is attractive, which we are attracted on? That's the nature of that life force energy that we're talking about. That oof, there's, there's something that makes me <gasps> inspire something that is calling my attention because it's magnetizing it's it's and i just want to bring in this word i, I used it before but i think that really puts a spot on what on, on part of the nature of sexuality it's a catalyzer and a catalyzer is something that creates potentially more energy it is something that has Two energies come together, being in both bodies or in our own body. And that's the sacredness of discovering it in our own body because we have that capacity. And then bring it together to catalyze and create more energy. And in potential and in, 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 in its, its best, I don't like this word, but in its, in its light, it is healing because it catalyzes and brings in more energy. And it is transformative in nature because it um, gives a new direction to an energy or to energies that we had inside of us before. And most of the time we have learned that very often we lose energy through sex. This is especially something that men have heard because with their semen, they're losing energy and they're giving their power away in the sexual act. And so that's something that I think is going to be important to be addressed, what it is really that we are doing, they're doing when we are in that creative space. Are we draining ourselves or are we transforming, evolving, creating ourselves and uh, yeah I've I've uh, found so many um, ways on how we have um, conditioned ourselves that sexuality has to be in a certain way and that's going to be part of our discovery with our course where uh, most of the time we come into it and we get even more drained because we are not able to yet establish a direct relation to what is really going on in our body, in our mind, in our emotions, in our heart, in our spirit. So part of the unfolding in our sexual exploration is about becoming direct with that energy. And again, we are there where we are at the start. The best is to do those explorations in ourselves, because then it is so much more um, we are playing with the biggest force in nature. We are playing with a volcano. We are playing with something that is so full on of all our unconscious and full on of all our conscious. So the suggestion to discover, dig, and go into that is 
is key <laughs> to having an easy and, and, and wonderful path with sexuality because we are playing with a lot there. Do you guys feel that? Do you feel that in your awareness, in your body, in your in like your life experience of of that sense of playing with a volcano? If you can imagine yourself as a giant atop volcanoes, and all of a sudden one of them becomes active, and you're sitting there as the giant, and there's smoke, and there's steam, and there's lava, and it's like right, you have that that sense. And if you can approach it as that giant, I I like that symbology a little bit because it's different than approaching it as a mouse <laughs> at the foot of a volcano right there's a there's a size differential which will translate to a certain ability to not necessarily control but have an ability to have like an overview um, do you have an overview of your life force energy at its most raw state right at its purest form and so really, I, I love that you're continuing to share all of your personal inventories around sexual exposure, I'll say, even more than sexual expression, because this is the sense of where we've come from. And as we get into our sexuality week later in the semester, this is where we start. And it's like, what is the state of things? Where have we come from? And for the purpose of today, I also want to um, re-steer us back to offering to you things to play with during the semester right and um when i hear myself say the phrase things to play with <laughs> right i immediately think of like you know the idea of a, a man playing with a penis or something and this it's funny that the verb that we choose in english is play mm -hmm. right or you know those of you in more of a sexually liberated scene there's this idea of play parties which in themselves can have so, like shadow sides for sure. For sure. Unacknowledged things, we'll say, rather than shadow sides, things that are unseen, that are going on, that are unacknowledged. And yet still the purity of play. And there was mention of a book being gifted in your childhood um, from, I think, your mom about sex and how you used to sit with your sister and, and read through it <laughs> you know that sense of excitement that aliveness right, that jenny's also referring to of, of of this coming up inside of you to recapture the connection to that the curiosity the embodied curiosity and that might be way more difficult for those of you who have been through significant crossing of boundaries any form of sexual abuse yeah. or seeing it or being around the, the field of sexual abuse. It might feel like an area that you can't go to. Play, right? Like those responses are an indicator to you of your own journey more than they are anything about sex. And that's a lot of the challenge of the world today is that people take their own embodied response and assume it to be commentary on something outside of them, when actually it's nothing other than commentary on our own hero's journey. And so becoming that giant at the volcano yeah. is recapturing that ability to steward your own journey in this way responsibly. Yeah. And 
um, as I said at the beginning, it's not necessarily activity. It's nothing you need to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take that breath with me. Right, soften your jaw, soften between your hips. But that's what I, I wanted to chime in with that. Um, I just wanted to share here something that is really necessary to step into while exploring, and that's breathing. <laughs> so breathing is one of the key aspects of coming into contact directly with our energy. So we have here in Tifa so much brought our attention and focus on breathing. But breathing is one third of, a, of the magic that is connected to sexuality because breathing, I mean, if you've ever started the sexual intercourse, your breath most probably has shifted and changed somehow, often very loudly, often quietly, often shifting again and again during the intercourse. So that's one of the elements on how life force energy unfolds. The other two, and I want to bring them in because those are hints with whom you can play in life from today on. The other is sound. So breath and sound are keys. And the third one is movement. And if you think of when you make love with yourself or with another, those elements are always there. And we are just making them very often automatically. And they're just part of the chemistry coming in and that kicks on. <laughs> all of a sudden we are moaning or all of a sudden we are starting to move our hips as, as Andy was starting to suggest now. But those are the keys to start our own exploration. So how do I breathe? Where do I breathe? How does it feel when I breathe? Start now, right now. How does it feel if I breathe into my genitals? Right now, for a moment. You can breathe in through your yoni and your lingam and breathe out. Imagine that the breath, feel that the breath, sense the breath dropping down to your pelvic floor. Then you breathe in from that same space. Imagine that you bring life through that breath, through that pelvic floor, through those yoni or lingam into you. And then you relax and let it out through there. Just do it for a moment. And what many of us will experience is that we will be more present in those areas. We will become more sensitive. Life force will start to move. And when life force starts to move, our, our body will most probably after a while start to move with it. And then depending on what traumas we have, what disconnection, what has happened in our system, 
and in our life connected to sexuality, we will have one or the other having more difficulty with us. Many of us, many of many women, for instance, and also many men have problems with sounding and bringing out that expression through our throat. You know, and feeling that ah, if I let go and if I give my the cue to my nervous system through that relaxing sound, which brings us in into a receptive state, is hard for us to do because we were not allowed to be loud or to be heard because it's just not something that you do. But if you feel into those three elements, the breath and the sound and the movement, you have the keys on how to start to inquire into your system, into your own body. What is your relationship with breath when you start to make love with yourself? What is your relationship with sound when you start to make love with yourself? What is your relationship to movement? Is your body crammed and very stiff and it's really hard to let your pelvic, uh, your, your pelvis move? And do you need a lot of arousal to become, to be starting to move? Or is it a way on how you can start to feel your skin, for instance, because you start to move on the bed? And that feels or wherever you are, and that starts to kick in the energy to rise, to flow, to harmonize certain parts and become more uh, strong or felt in other parts. And um, yeah, that is just something that I, want, I wanted to bring in, just you can start to play with that, you can start to inquire. And for many of you, it might be difficult, especially these esoteric concepts. This is something that we often call out in Tifa of, of what does it mean to have energy flow to your pelvic floor? You know, what is that, right? That sense of healthy skepticism of the scientist, right? We are an academic institution. And the sense of being able to maintain that skepticism with the journey of embodiment will also mean I can't feel anything. Not only do I not mentally understand what you're talking about, but I can own the numbness that's arisen in my body throughout my own human journey, my own experience as a response, either armoring technique, a coping mechanism to that which has happened in my life, that which I've permitted before and not. And so as a result of the freezing, and can anyone identify with this? I know quite a lot of you probably can, yeah. That there needs to be a time of thawing. Think of the last time you took something out of the freezer. <laughs> yeah, I imagine what it was. For me, it was uh, water chestnuts. <laughs> right? Maybe for you, it was peas or something like that. Right? Last time you took something out of the freezer. How long? did you take for it to melt? Right. What was the melting process like? Did you stand there with it watching it as time does its magic? Did you put your hand on it to keep it warm? Share some body heat? Did you put it in the microwave and zap it so that it gets, you know, melts really fast? 
your action in life. Remember how we do one thing is how we do anything. And so experimenting and exploring with this will also tell us something about our own journey of embodied sexuality and that process from freezing, numbing, to the sense of playing with a volcano, that aliveness and that awareness. And there's no rush on this. Mm. Right, as much as there might feel like a rush of things in Tifa. Mm. This is like we can only put one foot in front of another. Everyone's starting at a different starting point. And all we have to do is dive in together. Right? Dive in together. Right? Because you'll never be swimming alone in this pool. And I mean, I just, I went and read over all of your accounts. Right? And especially if you read it without a name, right? Without any context of who it's coming from. Although the cultural element of it is very interesting. It seems that in Northern Europe, there's there's lots of books given to children about sex, which I love. <laughs> um, but this sense of, of just like the liberation of sharing it in space with humans, of, of owning it for those of you who wrote something, in the chat or in the comments about your own sexual exploration and your journey, right? Did something already shift inside of you as you started to tickle the taboo right? and become more open and own and steward your own journey with this so much stronger and more clearly? You know? Because that's often the first step to numbing is taking something out of the freezer. Wait, 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 to thawing, not numbing. Yeah. <laughs> Let me try that again. That's often the first step to thawing is taking something out of the freezer. Right? Unnumbing. It's the first uh -huh. step to unnumbing. Yeah. And so thank you for introducing this because uh yeah, the state of the art is that most of us have strong disconnections inside of our body, and that comes out through lack of libido and through yeah, lack of sensations and through perhaps never or very seldom orgasm. We just feel something, but it's hard for us to orgasm. Or it's, it's, it just happens when we do it in a certain way. So th those are all um, yeah, parts of our exploration is how, what, has, what has our body stored there? What has our body and our mind and our emotional self um, memorized in our system so that our life force energy is frozen or we are moving the life force energy but just only in a certain way because otherwise it just doesn't happen so we need to see poor movies or we need to have a dildo because otherwise it's really hard to feel something and that is such a, a such a uh, an opportunity to come to terms with uh, that spaces that are really desiring to feel and sense and melt and dissolve. Uh, so I just want to bring it up that we've very often seen that as a problem if we even have faced it, but it's just a, a wonderful opportunity to go deep go into those layers 
and uh, find out that um, we haven't been taught. <laughs> we haven't been taught the most fundamental things about how that energy unfolds in its most pure and potent expression. And then it's just, wow, we have the chance to, um, to jump into that universe, to jump into that unknown and find out so much unfolding and sexual life force energy is such a transformative and speedy evolutionary force. I myself was initiated at a certain point of my life when I was stuck <laughs> in my spiritual growth through a mentor, through sexuality, because it's, it's such a quick transformative tool when you are, a, you know, a, coming to it in a, with aware and with guidance and with a, with a proper, safe, knowledge that is bringing out in a safe place those places those spaces that we have withdrawn from because of what we lived and because of what we have perceived in, in society and because what what has been ingrained in our system so i uh just want to um, invite any state <laughs> that you feel that you are in this in this journey as a wonderful state of 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 opportunity a wonderful state of wow i have a body that knows how to freeze <laughs> what does it what does it feel when it's been taken out of a freezer as andy was saying like how how can i how can i oscillate how can i move from one to the other and feel that there was a beauty also in the freezing because i had to be felt happy feeling safe but now i can feel safe in new ways and new ways of relating directly with what made me freeze so that the freezing can let go and the body is like yeah and i am on board yeah <laughs> this feels good <laughs> i want to have more of this one as well so that's uh um, we've been all shamed too much with where we are in our sexuality. And that's a big theme that we're going to address in our journey together. And what does that make? How does that conditioning of shaming, as we are like seeing out here, like, let's speak about it, let's bring it out. How does that close off our system? And it's so much connected of our showing up and of showing ourselves and, and, um, Owning that pleasure is good and beautiful and natural. And coming to a, uh, an evolving through pleasure. And we've all learned evolving through suffering. It's now time to come for evolving, to evolving through pleasure. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's, it's so beautiful when you look at small babies when they're first are primed by their mom because her mom takes them in and, and uh, is giving their cues with a facial expression. How my lovely baby, you know, the baby needs sometimes to look at the mom, learn, and then look away to integrate. And then there's so many studies that if after a few weeks and of, of growth of a baby, tension and 
suffering is in the system of a mom, of a family. And so that kind of message and that kind of information is brought to the baby. The baby will develop. Her brain or his brain will, will for sure develop. But in so much more difficult ways, let's use this word, rather than those babies that have, a that, have that potential of pleasure in their expression of their, their parents and their mom. So we learn so much more through pleasure. We are so much more capable of wiring new neural pathways and coming into uh, opening up to the complexity of reality when we learn for pleasure. And that's what we have as a, as a, as a gift with our sexual exploration. Like, what does it mean? I learn for pleasure. And perhaps our mind is like, do I even deserve that? Yeah, a bit, but not really. Like, how often do we have it in our system? Yeah, but just this amount of pleasure. So there's a lot to unfold there. Um, I have one of my colleagues that is, um, we've been done, we've been doing work together in, in the sexuality realm for so long. And I love how she brings very often uh, this, this uh, example. Our nervous system is so powerful that if we took one our finger on our left hand and one finger of the right hand and we just rub and do this movement, our potential to orgasm is there. Our nervous system is able to feel orgasm just through this. No sexuality projection, no, just through this. This is how, where we can come as human beings. Just with this, having multiple orgasms. And so there's a lot that we can explore and unfold and feel and, and awaken in our nervous system and get back to that complete expression or step into more and then get back into that complete expression of a human being. It's like this awakening of the senses. I often use the example also of Vincent van Gogh, this incredible artist, and his sense of color and his, his opening, his, his vision was so open that if I, we see three blues, he saw 20. I don't know the number, but I'm just making like, just to give you just to give you the, the broad of, of potential that we all have. And he had just that awakened. And it's up to all of us to awaken that in, in all our senses. And so that's what our nervous system is capable of. And life force energy runs through our nervous system and makes life unfold in us. So know that wherever we start, wherever we are in this moment, we have done years of exploration, now we're here. It's always a, the opportunity, the chance to jump in into a new layer. Mm. Mm. Yeah, there's that. So if all of you take this personal inventory, like the architecture of your becoming, you can think about your sex with yourself, with others, uh, you can think about if there's a repetitive nature, if there's a frozen nature, if there's a nature of withdrawal or removal, if there's an overly mental nature, if there's a nature of avoidance or denial, right? There's all these different layers in the self-inventory that we can kind of delve into with the mental awareness. At the same time, we can start to reawaken or thaw 
that which inside of us has been frozen. And to some degree, everyone in modern humanity has armored because human life today is not easy. It's mm. not easy at all. And there's a lot that we, you know, we develop to protect ourselves from. And so like being in that, admitting that, feeling that in our body, you know, coming back to the breath. And allowing that to be the governing force. Am I having sex with the universe right now? Mm -hmm. Right, am I making love to the universe? Mm -hmm. And asking yourself, triggering yourself to ask yourself that every five minutes. Practice that for one week and see how that changes your life. Yeah, and this is what a lot of what's given through different resources that I've listed here. We have more coming. And Esther Perel is a great leader in this space, Mating in Captivity, books by David Data, which I avoided for years, thinking that I'm like rolling my eyes at them. <laughs> and then I read them and I was like, oh, fuck, this dude knows. Um, the Way of the Superior Man for Men and Dear Lover for Women. There's also the Enlightened Sex Manual and Finding God Through Sex. And there's many, many, many resources. And if you have resources that any of you love, please type them in here and share them. And yeah, this is literally a lifetime of exploration. But I know women in their 60s and 70s who are just recapturing this and allowing it to be that sense of liberation, that late in life. And hopefully for you, it doesn't have to wait because you can start today. Mm. And so some things required for this journey. And I love, I love in, in this very Sagittarian approach, the idea of a journey. Yeah, all of your hero's journeys, you're carrying with you something. Yeah, it's like you're throwing a sack over your shoulder. Right? Have you ever played that game of, I'm going on a picnic and I'm bringing. And that's the joy of, of knowing our human experiences. We're bringing with us everything you listed from your own personal sexual inventory. You're bringing with you the priming, the preconceived notions, right? The coping techniques, the avoidance or the allure. And so as we own that, we realize what we're bringing with us on this journey then we can start to take one foot in front of another. Yeah, I invite all of you to, in your next breakout group meeting, perhaps allow sexuality to be the topic and see how intimate you can get, right? how much you can tickle the taboo and lean into the discomfort and see that that often, as it will, provide growth. And not in a way where it's like painful, Right? But in a way where we are surrendering to the discomfort because it is that threshold experience. Right? And it's a discomfort that's in this safe space, which we're stewarding with one another. It's a different ballgame. And so I suppose the last thing that I want to say, and, um, and Jenny, and then we can stop the live stream and open up to the floor a little bit for as long as uh, available is that if we go back to where we've come from and the, the kind of sexual revolution that happened in the 60s 
that it happened in the counterculture movement, along with a tremendous amount of serotonin uptake Mm -hmm. from substances like psilocybin. You know, those hippies, the flower children of the 60s, were taking lots of drugs, which allowed them to be so sexually open. And so that sense of changing our neurochemistry to de-armor is something arguably real. And that's not a suggestion to go and take psilocybin to change your neurochemistry to be able to thaw easier, right? Rather, I'm not sure if some of you saw Maka posted on social media earlier in the week, um, a series on dopamine, which was um, a reclaim of a video that I'd made in 2017 about how to self-source dopamine naturally. And you can see that on the Facebook or the Instagram and, um, you know, hold yourself to doing that becoming your own pharmacist as well. Perhaps it's time to make one on serotonin because when we are in a good place, right? Oxytocin. Oxytocin. I just want to bring it that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then all of this becomes so much easier. Mm -hmm. And so become aware as well of your field of receptivity to sexuality. Is it like, "Mm," are you feeling a bit like the curmudgeon, the doubtful grudge, Are you feeling super curious, over curious, so excited? Are you feeling it in your body where you're calm and peaceful and present and things are becoming more alive and you feel a little bit more movement? This was Jenny's third clue or hint to you. Just check in with where you are. And again, there's no right or wrong. Mm -hmm. It's just about being honest and, and like holding that bag that we go on this journey with that we're carrying over our shoulders. Jenny, any last things you want to say before we open to the audience? Um, yeah, I just was feeling in my body, basically, while you were speaking in this last moment. And I was reminded of, of a wave. So uh, we have worked with a wave and TRE together here in this group a few times, at one time all together and a few times with a few of you. And, uh, and uh, yeah, um, I just want to bring that, be aware on how we implode and explode and that there is a wave that is always and constantly happening inside of us and how we can magnetize it and how we can, and how we minimize it and we can direct it and, and send it to certain parts of our body and feel the, the pulsating in certain parts of our body and feel tingling and uh, or not feel them so I'm reminding myself and us for the movement that my body just wanted to make that the wave is always present and we are stepping into it much more than we are consciously aware of so consciously stepping in is much more natural than staying in stress and staying in disconnection and staying in freezing, even though we have done it for a bit. So whatever we are facing with our own sexual life force energy and our life force energy, naturalness guides us as well into that authentic flow. So just claim that from time to time. 
What is, feels natural? What, what does feel spontaneous in my system? What does my body spontaneously want to do if I just lie with myself in bed in the evening and I'm still not uh, tired completely and I don't want to really masturbate because I just want to feel myself differently. Just what does my body spontaneously want to do? What feels good? What feels Everyone's going to be sitting there rubbing the tips of their fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, come on. <laughs> Let's take my dildo on my finger. <laughs> right. So, so um, yeah, so there's two things that I want to bring everyone's attention to um, and then we'll shut off the live stream and open to live questions here in our container. Um, one is that um, Afka, who is a big friend of... Tifa for, and has been for a long time will be teaching orgasmic meditation and sexual um, that that sense of thawing and drumming up during our creativity festival on the 21st which is already just a week away um, or a little less which is quite exciting so make sure to schedule that on your calendar and Maka is releasing the schedule you can always ask Maka for any information that you need um, so please 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 join for that especially if you've been through this entire thing to have a full you know chunk of time dedicated to just the thawing um will be everything so make sure to be present for that during the creativity festival which is a full day of of you know playing with the volcano <laughs> in many different ways um and then what jenny has as kept referring to this course and um many of you are aware as well that we are starting um at the end of this month a women's sexuality course for women with Jenny. And this is a short course, so it is separate than our 18-month curriculum. And we will, as I said, get to the 18-month curriculum um, topic of sex in our last month. Um, but until then, obviously, there's a longer form, tighter container that's needed for you to do this more personal work um, and to be held accountable on a sexual level. And so um, for females, female-bodied individuals, um, that is something that you can entertain. I don't know if we'll run it again. We can see how this first one goes, but if that feels like something alive in you right now. Um, and this journey overall is a journey that, you know, might take a few years, likely will. And as I said many times, like that entire lifetime overview, that this is an exploration of becoming more and more and more human. Yeah. So, a hole from my side. Yeah. So, Maka, if we can cut off the live stream, we'll say bye to people. It was such a precious add on to have male energy in this container for this woman to, to learn from each other and to feel that respect and safety that we all crave. <laughs> we crave that and we know that it's there. And we just haven't always managed to put it forth because of our habitual becoming until now. And so I, I call in into this space deeper showing 
ourselves as men and women, because my belief is that we are all here to learn more how to create female and male balance on this planet on so many, so many levels, not just on our sexual level, but that's about what we're here for. Kifa space. Yeah. Yeah, this the sandbox nature of this space. And this is something that I worked with 2022 a lot with earlier in the year. Is like you have the opportunity here that you have in very few places in your life. And that is to take off your shoes, roll up your pants, and get in the sandbox and play. Right? To use these spaces, to juice these spaces. Yeah, to, to lean into that uncomfortable conversation that you lean away from in other spaces through social norm and social convention. This is the very beginning. This is like the little seed that's being watered. It hasn't even sprouted. Right? That we can take it out of the freezer. <laughs> yeah. And then we can start to breathe life into it so that it can become this volcano. And there's on, on the, the journey of, of like where this goes, it's like, okay, taking inventory of where you are and where you've been and what you're coming in with, right? Taking inventory of a cultural reality, a cultural norm, right? taking inventory of your own proclivity to talk about sex or not. Those of you with Scorpio in your chart will be much more willing. <laughs> Big eighth house presence. Yeah. Going into also seeing like, do I talk about it with friends? Do I have sex often? Am I mostly celibate? Is that a conscious choice? Or is that just by my own kind of passivity? Right? What do I want in life? What does my body want? Because it might very well be different than what my conditioned mind wants. Mm. Yeah. What does life want from me? Mm. Yeah. How can you start to play with your human existence in all these ways and find that here in the screen, <laughs> in this global virtual institute, that you have playmates. You have playmates on this journey. And lean into that. And get really sandy in the sandbox. Maya. There's also this awareness that it's about you and your life force energy. I think that's when we start to see this, it's like, okay, my life force energy, what do I do with my life force energy? How do I relate to my life force energy? How do I inquire about what it really, what my life force energy really is, is directing itself to? then it starts to unfold on so many levels. And those of you in partnered relationships, um, you know, this is, this is also a two-way conversation. And the, you'll, you'll come up to um, the lesson how to have uncomfortable conversations very soon if you haven't already. And so this might be a good place to be able to use that to as, as Maya said, take that box out from where you've hidden it. Yeah, open it up again. Open it up anew. Invite space for a new, not out of criticism, just out of personal exploration. Right? You take that sense of I in it, and you say, "This is like this is something that I want to work on and lean into." And we can do this together as I do it. 
So how was it? Did you like it? Thank you so much for listening and joining us for season seven of the Vitality Podcast with the Institute for Aliveness. It is my great pleasure to share these conversations and reflections and my lectures from all over the world with you in the comfort of your own home or on your jogging path or on your way to the grocery store, wherever you might be right now. At the Institute for Aliveness, we are here to hold higher standards for humanity, to kind of cast a light upon the path to evolution, personal evolution that involves much more than just the body or the mind, but really the cohesive, holistic nature, the robustness of who and how we are showing up as a human today and where our personal inventory of our past and what's made us the way we are from a neurological, neurobiological level to a physical level and to take agency for that and decide how we want to drive and where we want to drive in the future. And so there's no like to no day like today to fully embrace and take into account the agency for you and the life that you're living. It may be a beautiful one. We're sending you so much love here from Tifa headquarters and we hope that you'll come and join us for a short course soon. How is listening to that for you? If you learned from or moved by the episode, pay it forward. Go to Apple now and leave a five-star review so others can benefit. Join the Institute for Aliveness for a one-week transformational fasting experience. Consider getting an astrology reading from Andy or enroll in the one-year health coach certification course. Whatever you do, don't let this learning pass you by. Do something now to impact your lifestyle for good.